Hi, Peter. Can you hear me? Well, well, well. Someone is uh, someone's turning the tables on me today. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Daniela Gomez from Altia Smart City. Welcome to our first podcast. More businesses are looking to outsource and nearshore more than ever. And on this show, I sit down with Katya Yakaman from Altia and Peter Ryan, longtime friend from Ryan Strategic Advisory, to discuss the ideas, opportunities, strategies, and advantages that companies looking to nearshore should take in choosing Honduras and Altia to expand operations. Welcome. Hi, everybody. We're excited. Um, this is our first uh, Altia Smart City podcast. So this day we have a very special guest which is going to be our very first podcast interviewer so we're very excited to present our lifelong dear friend Peter Ryan. Hi Peter. Hi Katya, so honored to be here as the inaugural guest. I guess I get the gold medal for the first time in my life. You do, you are our inaugural very special guest. Um It, launching this podcast as not having you as our first guest would have been terrible since um, <laughs> you are, we consider you a part of the family. So we're very excited oh, uh, to have you here today talking a little bit about nearshoring, uh, talking a little bit about Honduras, your experience. I know you've known the country for, for many years. Yep. So what better than having you today sharing with us um, your experience throughout um, more than a decade? Knowing Honduras and knowing the, um, we, we've seen a, a huge growth after the pandemic in, in the nearshoring market, a lot of interest um, coming back into, into this part of the world. Yeah. We're very excited in, in Honduras to, to finally see this, this, this growth and, and Honduras being one of the countries that um, entered last the market. Uh, we have a lot, a lot to give. So this is an excellent opportunity for us right now. So we would love to share with you a little bit of your experience um, with the nearshore region, Honduras. And so I'll give it, hand it over to you. Sure thing. Well, look, I first got to know Honduras back in 2010, very early on that year, when the, the impetus of Honduras as a BPO nearshore destination wasn't really on the radar of anybody Uh It was really at that point, several other countries in Central and South America, but Honduras wasn't figuring into the play. That changed very quickly with the launch of the first Altia Smart City. And it was very clear to me that Honduras had a tremendous amount of potential. And I'll, I'll never forget, Katia, the, the first time I came down to visit San Pedro Sula and Tegucigalpa, we were taken, myself and the other Uh, delegates on the trip were taken to visit a couple of different bilingual schools. And I was really taken aback by the extent to which the young Hondurans were speaking English as fluently as myself and the other visitors from North America. Not just that, but it was also the huge amount of cultural and commercial familiarity that they had with the United States and with Canada. Really, you could see that there were the, the green shoots, the roots of a big BPO industry that were were on display and look where we are you know 12 years later Honduras is boasting some of the biggest names in CX service delivery and back office BPO a growing IT services space and 
I think it's really testament to the desire on the part of Grupo Kareem's individuals like yourself and Yusuf and, and your amazing team to really put Honduras out there as a logical destination, not just for the near shore, but now increasingly the offshore as well. And when I compare the growth of Honduras to other locations in Central America, something that really strikes me is the fact that you've done this in a sustainable manner. Let's be perfectly frank, there are capacity challenges in any offshore, nearshore destination. But Honduras, well, it's got a finite population like any other country, I think has been able to manage the growth of BPO sustainably across a number of different cities and being able to make sure that there hasn't been a flash in the pan effect. So it's been really, really hot for a couple of years and it's gone away because of of attrition and cost. It's a country where you've been able to grow the industry over the course of a decade plus, and it looks like there's still a lot of good years left in it. Yes, Peter, I definitely agree with you. Um, Honduras has still a lot to give. We have seen it um, with, well, the clients that we have um, one of the things that we, we've seen a lot is a lot of organic growth, right? From our mm-hmm. own customers, the clients keep on growing. So that's always a good sign uh, for the market. And what do you think, Peter, now with, with this interest in, in that's coming in, in the world into, into Nearshore, into mm-hmm. more players wanting to come into Honduras? Uh, how do you see this uh, playing out in the short and in the long term? When we're taking a look at the growth of the near shore, this is something that's happening not just from the standpoint of interest in North America, but if you take a look at the demand markets of Western Europe, those destinations, those locations, enterprises want to work with outsources or close to home too. I think, Katia, this plays very nicely in favor of Honduras, especially from the perspective of ongoing investment from the U.S. and from Canada. The reality is that whether it's in the next two to three months or the next two to three years, executives are going to be far less likely to want to get on an airplane and fly 24 hours into Asia or to fly 16 hours from the east coast of the U.S. into South Africa. With, with taking nothing away from those destinations, because there's some great work that's being done in Asia and, and in Southern Africa, there is a, much less of an appetite to travel extended periods to deal with time zone shifts that are, are, are very cataclysmic to go, as we were talking about before we started recording, from uh, one climate into another that, that could induce discomfort or even illness in some cases. I think that what's going to happen is that the nearshore and locations like Honduras are going to increase their level of favorability in terms of both the buyers, the clients of the outsourcers and the outsourcers themselves. And let's keep in mind as well that the most recent iteration of the front office CX Omnibus survey that I know you and your team have had a chance to digest recently shows that one of the big issues for the buying community is to try and work with a BPO or to work with a destination that's much closer to home than perhaps they would have considered even a few years ago. So I think the future is very bright from a proximity standpoint. The near shore is definitely in vogue. And we haven't even talked about the benefits of the level of familiarity. We haven't talked about the improving infrastructure that we're seeing in many of these locations. And we're not talking as well, or we We haven't talked as well about the level of, I think, increased familiarity that the buying community in places like North America has with destinations like Honduras. And it's growing year on year, which can only benefit the outsourcing industry where you're coming from. 
Yes, I, I agree with you. I think um, there has been a, a huge shift now. Before, um, people would probably just see nearshoring as just to do a little bit amount of work. And I, I definitely have seen the change in mindset. A lot of people, I, I always love to say this, they, we, the, the region got sort of like the crumbs, right, of the, of the pie. But I think people are realizing now that they need to have a stronger presence because of all these things that you mentioned, proximity. And, and I mean, a lot of people don't know we're really a two hour flight away from the US. So we, we're really and we have that cultural affinity. So a lot of people, surprisingly, they don't know that. So so I think um, now people are starting to seriously consider having some serious amount of work in in this part of the world. So it's definitely exciting times. I agree. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. And I mean, I think part of it, too, uh, relates to the fact as I say, it's not just proximity. Look at the level of infrastructure investment in Honduras. You know, I can recall the first trip I made, it was among the least developed economically or socially of, of any destination I visited. Every subsequent trip, I've seen massive improvements, whether it's improving road infrastructure, public transport, increased levels of public security, which I know has been a challenge for Honduras in the past. It's gotten a lot better. Um, you know, we talk about flights in and out of the states, uh, the, the airports, and how much they've improved. It, it, it literally is very much a black and white scenario. And this is something I give the governments of Honduras credit for ever since I've been coming down from 2010 onwards. You might have had a change in administration, but there's been no change in the emphasis on building the infrastructure, on spending spending money wisely in terms of enabling the economy and the fact that you've got some of the biggest names in services that are operating in Honduras right now, I just, I think speaks volumes to the efforts and to the payoff of those efforts. I couldn't agree more. And also we've seen a huge change um, in perception as well. We, yeah. I remember a long time ago, um, there was a lot of, of negative perception about the country, about security. I think that has improved hugely now like you said we have all, all most of the major players in the industry are some are in Honduras and and that has really spoken they have really a, a lot of big customers uh, working out of Honduras so now a lot of people feel very comfortable with Honduras so that has also been a very positive change and and talking Peter a little bit um about um the solutions what do you think mm -hmm. uh, in terms of your experience um what as you know alti has tried to focus on on this um like plug and plug and play method not yeah. only not only yeah. infrastructure wise right we try to to have we have a com very complete model where we guarantee everything we make everything very easy to the customers it really pleasures me when when i have new clients and they always tell me this has been the easiest startup i have ever done so we're trying now, you know, with, with everything going virtual and, and, and everything changing so much with the pandemic, we have even had some launches where people were practically everything we, we could manage uh, on calls and very few visits because Altia has this model. So how, what do you think about this model? Do you think it's, it's functional in, in the, because sometimes it's not a very traditional model. Many call centers and BPO companies are used to setting up their own infrastructure, mm -hmm. but this, this model that Altia provides, uh, helps them uh, start much quicker, uh, faster in, in a new country because we partner with them. Like I like to say, we provide them business continuity and everything mm -hmm. they need to operate, not just a physical space. Well, you're you're touching on all these points that I think are spot on. You know, when it comes right down to it, 
yeah, there are some changes that are on the horizon in terms of how work is going to be done and how CX is going to be delivered. But at the same time, the concept of the nearshore, the offshore is not going away, number one. Number two, one of the biggest attributes that a buyer of contact center services puts on a location is the presence of modern plug-and-play BPO business parks. And we saw this in our most recent survey of enterprise CX managers. In fact, in the United States, presence of modern BPO business parks was the second most important factor that they attribute to an offshore location. So I think that the plug-and-play model and the business continuity that it provides is probably one of the biggest advantages that that you can speak to from the perspective of Honduras. And I think as you take a look at what the priorities of different organizations are going to be, being able to being able to enable themselves in a location like that is going to play out very nicely because this is essentially what they want. They want to be able to hit the ground running in a safe environment that they can count on that's going to be resilient to disruption. Exactly. And I think um, I think that resilience um, that people are having now to, to everything that has happened has really opened up, opened up a new ideas, new models. So um, I think that's that's what we try to do. I, I don't really consider that we focus on providing infrastructure, but on providing this experience, right? This customer experience yeah. to our clients to, to make them successful in, in a new location for them. So I think I think that is key. This is it. It's a full meal deal. It's not just one or two silos. It's a whole combination of elements that you're able to bring to the table. And this is, again, why I say you look at the number of emerging as well as established global BPOs that have set up within Altia. I think it speaks volumes to how this business model works and why the clients like it. Exactly. No, we're, we're very excited. Um, eh, as you know, we already we're starting to build our fourth tower in San Pedro Sula. Yep. Or That's second right. tower in, in Tegucigalpa. So these are exciting times. Peter, thank you so much for spending uh, this time with us uh, talking about Honduras. Uh, you've always been uh, a great believer of the country. So we appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate it. And I would like, um, before we, we end um, this great conversation, if you can uh, share a message with people that, that are not very familiar with Honduras, that are not very familiar with the country, um, what would you tell them, being an industry expert and being somebody that has been in the industry for many years, and uh, what message would you tell them uh, about your experience or about Honduras that you would like to share with them, with our, with our audience today? Look, what I would say is that Honduras provides prospective investors from the CX and BPO space with not just the proximity, but also the experience and the value that's required to be able to succeed in business services going forward. The reality is that Honduras is not going to be necessarily the cheapest location, but you don't want to be going to the cheapest location. This is not part of the game anymore. It is one of the few places in the world that I believe can provide the scalable levels of very fluent bilingual individuals in an environment that is easy to get in and out of, and that has got a track record that's second to none in terms of being able to attract and retain some of the best names in customer experience management. Thank you so much, Peter, uh, for sharing sharing with us today for your time. It's always a pleasure talking. Thank you so much. And to our audience today, um, we officially welcome to our podcast series from Altia Smart City. So we'll be chatting. If you guys have any more suggestions, topics that you would like us to discuss, 
in these um, conversations. We're happy to, to hear your suggestions. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day. That does it for this episode. Thank you, Katia and Peter, for your insights on Honduras and Altia. So if this is your first time tuning in, we'd love for you to subscribe and hear what other fun things we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks. Remember to follow us on social. You can look us up as Altia Smart City or visit our website, altiasmartcity.com, to contact us for more information. Enjoy the benefits of Altia Smart City, the preferred outsourcing location.